talk about. No. Transfer portal. Fits and misfits. Now, this is, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of players that are in the transfer portal. And honestly, I think it's at an all-time high for how many guys are in there, which is crazy. Uh, You know, there's a lot of guys that I like where they're going. Uh, Some guys still haven't figured out where they're going to go, but, you know, there's a bunch of good fits that I've seen, uh, but there's also a few that I've seen that I I don't like. Um, So we'll get the negative out of the way first. Uh, The first one that I don't really understand uh, is Jordan McLeod, the quarterback from USF, going to Arizona. Now, McLeod ended his 2020 season with a 400-yard passing game, and he obviously used that to get a Power 5 gig uh, (laughs) position, I guess. And and I think that that's just not really a good fit for him. He struggled at USF, so I don't know what he thinks he's going to find at Arizona. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, Jeb Fish is there, and maybe, maybe he finds that he's a better fit in that system. But honestly, Arizona's had quite a few passers that have underperformed the last few years. And I just don't know if Jordan McLeod is going to be the guy that's going to change that trend. The second one that I'm not really a big fan of is Shea Wirtz going from Georgia Southern to Louisville. Wirtz was really good. He had a very interesting career at Georgia Southern uh, running that triple option offense. And I don't really know why he decided that he needed to leave, but He's going to Louisville where Malik or Mikhail Cunningham, whichever one he's going to go by, is already there. And honestly, he's already established. Now, can he improve? Yes, he can definitely improve. But I don't know what Wirtz thinks that he's going to do because Cunningham has a couple years of eligibility left and Wirtz is a senior. So I don't know what he's thinking there. And Cunningham just had a 3,200-yard season with 27 touchdowns. So I – I would think that Wirtz would need to dominate for him to even have a chance of being QB1. I, I don't know. That one was really head-scratching, honestly, to me. doesn't really make a ton of sense for him to go to a program that already has an established quarterback in a situation where you need to play better than the best you've ever played to even have a chance to be the starter. And then the last one that I didn't really understand is Kenneth Walker going to – Michigan State from Wake Forest. I thought that he was in a better situation at Wake Forest. Uh, you know, it feels like they're headed in the right direction uh, with Dave Clawson, but he obviously decided he needed a change of scenery. And Michigan State was not very good running the ball. Uh, it just, it, I don't know. Maybe he thinks that he can turn it around. This is a guy with 1,100 yards and 17 touchdowns in his career, but. I don't know if that's going to be enough for him to turn things around at Michigan State. I, I, I don't know. We will see. Uh, and, oh, I, I have one more, actually. Uh, Remon Davis, the running back from Temple, is going to Vanderbilt. Now, he almost rushed for 1,000 yards in 2019, but last year was a struggle for the entire Temple Owls program, and including Davis, so I'm not exactly sure – what he was thinking uh you know maybe he just needed a fresh start he needed to do something different but 
going from the AAC where defense isn't exactly a strong suit to the SEC and one of the worst teams in the SEC doesn't exactly build me any confidence that he can, I don't know, make, make things better at Vanderbilt. There's a lot of things that need to change at Vanderbilt, but I don't know. We'll see. But let's dive into the, the positive side of it, the ones, the, the fits that I like. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Mackenzie Milton going from UCF to Florida State. Now, I will say that this is very contingent on Milton's health, it, the health of his knee. I, it If he's not healthy, this probably isn't going to be it, – it, it maybe even had, doesn't have anything to do with fit. It's just a matter of if is, health, is he healthy enough to, to play the, the level he played at in 2017, 2018, uh, or is he just not back to 100% yet? Yeah, this is a guy who has 10,000 yards of total offense that he brings in for his career. And he joins Mike Norvell at Florida State, and Norvell's produced some of the best offenses in college football over the last few years when he was at Memphis. So I think you combine the potential of Milton with his you know, dual-threat abilities. This is a guy who's maybe not the best passer, but his ability to create and make something out of nothing is probably his biggest strength. But, you know, he, he's a decent passer. Almost looks like a shortstop throwing the ball. He's kind of an interesting throwing motion, but you know this is a guy who can throw the ball. He can make the throws, but also can run the ball. And again, if he's back to even close to a hundred percent, this is exciting. I like the fit in Norvell's offense. I think that could be a very explosive offense if Milton is the one running the show. Now he's going to have to beat out like two or three other guys to do it, but. I think at this point, we no one ever thought he would come back and even play. So the fact that he's even made it this far is pretty exciting to me. Uh, the next one I like is Jacob Sermon, the former four-star at Washington, and transferring to Central Michigan. Now, Jim McElwain's the head coach at Central Michigan, and it reminds me of Will Greer and Felipe Frank when McElwain was at Florida. Now, these are guys that have big arms. They can make a lot of throws, especially Franks. Like we're seeing, people are starting to see Franks, his ability to throw the football downfield and the arm strength there. And I think Sermon just fits that mold. He's 6'5", 240 pounds. So he just, it's another big quarterback for McIlwain to run their system. And with the talent that they have offensively, I think that it could be a good fit for them. He has a, a, the ability to get the ball to playmakers. He doesn't have to be, you know, a hero when he's, throwing the football he has the ability to give it to guys like Kobe Lewis and others you know that can make plays for him so it is not necessarily that he's going to have to make a ton of big time throws but you know there are, are things that he will be able to bring to this offense that are pretty exciting especially for the Chippewas who need a quarterback this year next one is Tanner Mordecai going from Oklahoma to SMU and this is just honestly a, a no-brainer going from one air raid offense to another uh you know Mordecai just had to sit behind Kyler Murray Austin Kendall Jalen Hurts and now Spencer Rattler and it was just time for him to find a place where he was going to be able to play and going to SMU gives him a ton of playmakers they have Reggie Roberson coming back Rishi Rice is back and they get another Oklahoma transfer in Grand Calcaterra uh who's going to give them another big target downfield for Mordecai to utilize. And then you throw in the running backs. They have four guys that are going to compete for touches. Uh, The biggest one being Ulysses Bentley. 
who just almost rushed for a thousand yards as a freshman. So SMU has a lot to offer for Mordecai. He has to be out four star Preston Stone for the starting job. Stone's a freshman coming in, but I think Mordecai is going to have the more experience and that's going to put him into the starting role. And that honestly bodes well for him. The next one I want to look at is tight end Eric Gilbert, the former LSU tight end. Uh, and he's going to Florida. And if you watch Florida this year, you saw what they did with Kyle Pitts. You saw what Dan Mullen's offense looked like. And it just seems like Eric Gilbert's going to be a perfect fit in that offense. At LSU, when they were, when you know, LSU had a really rough year, but when they were doing things really well, when they were operating at a high level, Gilbert was a monster. And at 6'5 and 250 pounds, like he stood out on film as a guy that it was just like you couldn't believe that he was a freshman. And now he joins an offense that's shown that they can feature a tight end, which not many college football offenses can do that. But they've shown that they can feature a tight end, and he brings 386 yards of off or receiving yards to the Florida offense, who now needs new playmakers with the departure of Pitts and others. So I think that this is just a no-brainer, a great fit, and the combination of Mullins' offensive mind with Gilbert's ability athletically just makes too much sense, and it's going to be a dangerous combo when he finally hits the field. Next is going to be Charleston Rambo, the former Oklahoma wide receiver who's transferring to Miami. One thing that Miami needed last year, which is too late now, but they needed uh, a wide receiver that was a veteran that could help stabilize things. Now they did have Brevin Jordan at tight end, but they, you know, had a lot of young guys that grew as the season progressed, but they didn't really have a veteran like Rambo that can come in. Now all those guys are a year older and they have more familiarity with Rhett Lashley's offense. And they're going to have a quarterback who's coming off uh, a torn ACL in Deer King. So throwing the ball is going to be very important for Miami this year to keep King healthy, to keep the ball moving, and to take less pressure, take more pressure off of Cameron Harris in the running game. Rambo brings speed, too. It's not like he's just a veteran who knows the game. He has a ton of athletic ability. And you combine him with the guys that they already have on roster that went through last year and now have another year of experience under their belt. It's going to be an exciting team to watch. It all depends on what King can do. Uh, you know, Nicozy Perry just announced that he's entering the transfer portal again. So the backup role is kind of up in the air. And with King being set to return right as the season begins, it's going to be important for guys like Rambo and other wide receivers to help get open and make things a little bit easier on a quarterback that's just getting back into the swing of things. And then the last one that I'll touch on is uh, tackle Wanya Morris uh, from Tennessee going to Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma's produced a number of NFL draft picks over the last few years, and it seems like Morris is just another guy that's going to keep things going and keep contributing to that tradition. And, you know, Lincoln Riley has shown that he can change his offense to fit his scheme. And this year it feels like they're going to get back to being that explosive team, that explosive offense that we've seen in the past, uh, just with Geo and Hertz, even like I mentioned, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield last year was, you know, they were still good, but it didn't feel like it had the same, potential uh with Spencer Rattler in his first year now 
Rattler has shown that he has great arm talent, and it feels like now that he has a season under his belt, he has more confidence in what he's doing. It just feels like they're going to be better, and Morris is a guy that is a, is a good tackle overall. He's very strong. It's not easy to get around him, and he's very physical in the run game too. So it feels like he's a first or a good fit in this offense. It feels like it's going to be a natural fit with the other guys that they have there. And, and him and Adrian Ely are going to be two of the best tackles in, in all of college football. Uh, a couple others that I guess I just will touch on. I did mention Grant, Grant Calcaterra. Uh, you know, he, he retired back in 2019 and then decided he wanted to come back. So he entered the transfer portal, chose Auburn. When Gus Malzahn got fired, which is funny, I just talked about Malzahn going to UCF, but when Malzahn got fired, he hit the transfer portal again and now landed at SMU. I love that fit. I think that's a good place for him. I think he'll fit well in an offense that has a ton of playmakers, and he's an athletic tight end that's also a very capable and willing blocker, which is an underrated quality uh, that SMU will definitely utilize. Another one is Logan Moder, the Arkansas State quarterback that's going to Utah State to follow Blake Anderson, who just took the job there. Uh, you know, him and Lane Hatcher kind of went back and forth between, you know, sharing the starting spot and it became evident that Lane Hatcher was going to be the guy there. So Bonner decided he needed to move on. And Utah State needs a little bit of help uh, really everywhere. So Blake Anderson's going to try to rebuild that program and he's going to have a familiar face running the show. Uh, another one I like is Niles Pingney, the defensive tackle from Clemson. Obviously with the youth movement that Clemson had the last few years, uh, excuse me, this past year, it's, you know, it was, the writing was on the wall that it was going to be too crowded. He's going to need to find a new spot. So Pingney goes to Minnesota, which was surprising. Uh, the former four-star goes to colder weather after choosing Clemson originally. And, you know, Minnesota's defense needs to improve they struggled last year it wasn't a good group and we all knew that they would take a step back but I think we were all surprised with how bad Minnesota was last year so I I like that fit I think he's going to be a strong player up the middle gives them a guy that can you know take two guys at a time and free up linebackers to make plays that's going to be a fit that I like as well the last one is kind of an underrated, a guy that we don't talk about a lot, Andrew Parchment, the wide receiver from Kansas, and he's going to Florida State. Now, Parchment is a speedy receiver who can also make good plays in 50-50 ball situations. And right now, uh, you know, Florida State is in need of some playmakers. So they got Milton, and they bring Parchment in as a wide receiver, regardless of who the quarterback might be. And I think that he's going to be a great fit there. Uh, you know, his athleticism will give them, you know, uh, another guy that can make plays. They had Tamar and Terry last year, and now they need a new guy with Terry gone. And it just feels like anybody can step into the starting roles. Uh, it's year two for Mike Norvell, and they need, you know, another guy to step up here. Uh, you know, I, so those are, those are who I really like. There's so many more players that really can – step up in their new role or their new teams and help out some of them I like, obviously some of them I don't. And I'm really curious to hear what people think uh, in terms of who they like and who they don't like, uh, who's going to be a star at their new school and who's not. Uh, It's, 
it's, it's always good to get a new start. I'm in favor of the transfer portal. I like what it can do for kids because, you know, sometimes you pick a program and it doesn't work out and that's okay, but you just need another chance. And if that means that you have to do that at another program, then, you know, I'm, I'm not really opposed to that. I think that whatever the kid wants to do, because we don't give players enough credit for looking out for themselves. We let coaches go wherever they want and we're on the right track here with the transfer portal for these kids. So those are my, my picks to fit in at their new school and, and not fit in at their new school, or maybe I have questions about what they're going to do. So, uh, yeah, if you guys enjoy this show, stay tuned for more content from me. Uh, and if you want, give me a follow here uh, on Locker Room. You can find me on Twitter, at Joe Brovac. You can just look up the name, and you'll be able to find me there. And if you, whatever you guys want to talk about, I am more than happy to do that. I love talking college football, and we'll see you next time.